Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Day late and a dollar short. Here we are, Monday afternoon, recapping week what was it week 11 week 12 12-ish uh we're recapping the thanksgiving week slate of nfl games looking ahead to the week 13 games uh as we round into the uh business end of the season how you doing andy good good yeah some people i even asked today hey where's the podcast well we didn't record yesterday so it'll be up today after we do this we couldn't put a podcast up picking up your audio on the camera instead of the oh, m- microphone so give me a, you give always me have, you always you always have a hell of an ear for what is i'm gonna switch oh roadcaster pro stereo How's that? oh the dulcet tones all of a sudden are in full effect <laughs> real yeah real quick so yeah we will be we'll do some mondays here and obviously monday's a off season thing so i'm not 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 used to mondays i'm fine with this and yeah we'll dive right into these and I think maybe before we do, do you want to spend like two seconds on Monday Night Football? Yeah, sure. Um, I, does this market make sense to you? A little bit. They so, and I just kind of I ran into this. I looked at it. I ran my numbers. I have the total low. Yeah, I think this should be an over game. I do. And too. these defenses are really bad, but I just can't put any trust in either of these offenses to get me there. I have a bad feeling I'm going to be just left blue balled with multiple like red zone turnovers. It's not like Washington hasn't done that to us in, you know, oh, in sure. the past is anyway. So I, I think a couple maybe times this, this season. Yeah. If this game ends up in the 60s, I'll be pretty pissed, but I'm avoiding it altogether. I guess there's been some late Seattle steam. Sure. I could make a case for either team here. Like both both of these teams can score on the other defense. I don't know that uh, I agree with the steam per se, but I, I, I thought a pick was a pretty good number. Seattle hasn't shown me anything in a yeah. long time to warrant uh, consideration that they should be a road favorite here. Um, I would have guessed that uh, this would have closed a small favorite for Washington and a total yeah. a little higher than 47. Uh, the fact that it's gone towards Seattle and the total has gone down, telling you that Seattle's defense is somehow going to be the distinguishing factor in this game. Okay, uh, sure. Um, you know, this has a lot of the whiffs of uh, the Washington football New York Giants game that we saw back in uh, Thursday Night Football Week Two. I don't know if you remember that one, but that one was a 30 to 29 win for the Washington football team, thanks to the Giants effing up the end of game situation with the penalty. And the missed field goal and the re-kick that went in. Um, but we'll take our understanding of the handicap of this game and we'll apply that knowledge to the second half handicap. How about that, Andy? I think so, yeah. We'll be uh, we'll be doing this right up to game time and then we'll uh, come back for halftime. Obviously, it's Monday night, but yes, let's dig into last week. We started with how much do you want to spend on Thanksgiving? A little, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some. I mean, uh, it's been a while. We had three games. It's hard to think back that far. Lions doing what they do at the end again, obviously. Lions got the cover, though, um, with the Bears. I wasn't sure what was going to happen there because I didn't think either coach was all that smart, but they they did what they should have, and they the opposite, the, anti, the anti-Buccaneers. They went for the win, not worried about the cover, got it done. Um, 
Nagy, the rumors, uh, I guess I, I won that bet. I said the rumors were probably just rumors. They kind of came out before the game even said that. It was a whole weird deal with the Nagy saga. Like the rumors and then the fact that they came out and had to address it. I didn't care for any of that. Very odd in my opinion, but yeah, that's uh, Andy Dalton at 300 yards, man. Like he threw the ball a lot more than I thought he would have to. The Lions are still winless. I don't have a lot of takeaways. I'm not really adjusting either of these teams right now off that game. I, I don't know why you would. <laughs> I, the, we learned nothing. Uh, it's, uh, I, you know, I was that was it, it was a win-win situation because either you're going to get to see Dan Campbell finally get a win on Thanksgiving, and that would have been exciting and happy, and you could have at least not been winless, uh, or he was going to lose, and the Lions were going to go 0-16 and one, which is also going to be hilarious. So uh, I think uh, really didn't learn or change my opinion of either of these teams at all. Let's talk a little bit about Dallas the versus the Raiders uh I did change my opinion a little bit on the Raiders uh I thought they were well prepared for that game I thought their approach was aggressive I thought the the major takeaway was the uh refereeing was hilariously poor uh I thought the in-game decision making by Mike McCarthy was supremely bad and he only got saved from being filleted because there was so much to talk about with the poor refing, and there was enough kind of plausible deniability that that was his fault that he didn't really get a ton of the attention for how bad that loss was and some of his decisions, especially at the end of the fourth quarter. Um, I he, that loss is squarely on McCarthy, and that's what you get when you have a coach like McCarthy. Yeah, no disagreements there. And then there was a fight at the end, and I can't <laughs> believe I uh, didn't just take that over. That was a not a game I really cared for all that much. Dak was fine, but the the Raiders just kept answering, and really it was it wasn't even so much the Raiders answering. I mean the Raiders kind of controlled a lot of that game. It was a a Cowboys fourth quarter really that pushed that to overtime. And Raiders regular season win totals are hanging on by a thread at this point. I guess whatever. I have I clinched the Lions. I have under five. You're I guess clinched. they could. They could go no. They could go six, ten, and one. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, could, oh, yeah. I need I need two more losses somewhere on the schedule for the Lions to get fingers me. crossed. I had, <laughs> I had plus money at under five instead of the five and a half. So yeah, um, probably got to upgrade the Raiders a little. They're playing well under, you know, interim head coach, Bruce show. Yeah, sure. Derek Carr is still the leader of that team. He got those guys playing up in a big game. Credit to them. I don't think that I don't think that there's much more to really look at the Raiders and, and get excited about, especially uh next couple of weeks. They got some tough competition coming to town. So yep. it'll be tough. And Hunter Renfro is Mark Wahlberg from Invincible. Somehow <laughs> he's on an NFL team and playing very well. Very, very well. Very, 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 very well. Um, the Bills is a bet I did make. This is when I had some conviction. Mm. I laid it with the Bills. We laid it again at halftime. It was one-way one way traffic. They got uh, a much better game out of Josh Allen. He only had five incompletions to go with his four touchdowns. Stephon Diggs had a nice day. and yeah, that Could have been just, worse. It, yeah, it was It was really more of a fade of the injured, um, injured and backup led um new orleans saints for that uh for that bet but it worked out it worked out twice and yes the bills i don't know if i'm like oh the bills are back like that was a really nice spot even in a road spot indoors against a team missing a bunch of offensive skill players and and it was uh it was a gorgeous uh win for us one yeah. for the good guys yeah 
that was a fun that was a fun uh, fun outcome uh can't be uh, especially the fact that that was the third of the three thanksgiving game days you know day games uh made it that much sweeter uh let's talk about sunday's action sunday it was kind of a mixed bag for me overall uh my biggest action on the board came through with tampa bay but that was lucky uh what was yeah. your overall read on sunday's uh slate of results i got tampa at three <laughs> so i uh I two and a half but i I, I, doubled, I I double dipped and got three as well once we got i thought you had some two and though. a half i'm like god yeah. damn it I'm, and, <laughs> yeah, so shout out um shout out to um our guy lenny playoff lenny who pay off lenny after after i'm like oh my god i got so lucky here and then they run the kickoff i thought the kickoff was getting housed I I'm like, too. oh, I couldn't be, I couldn't be so lucky. This is what happens when you get bad. Good luck goes bad like that. But yeah, the the Bucks looked fine. The Colts are a very good team. At the same time, Carson Wentz playing well. Like everyone, oh, Jonathan Taylor's MVP. Carson Wentz, when he doesn't make a bunch of mistakes, he's he's playing competent football right now. And they have some decent receivers. And obviously, Taylor and that offensive line are playing very well. So, kudos to the Colts. They probably deserved a better fate there. But I will. Uh, I'll you say know, I, I, I got a lucky they, cover I there, didn't, but I, I, I didn't, feel like uh, I sh- should have gotten the. Uh, I don't the, think they deserved a better fate. If you had Colts plus three or plus, if you get Colts plus three and a half, I know some people had that. If you had plus three and a half, you deserved a better fate. If you had plus three, you deserved a push. I guess the Colts really put a lot of their. They they went for it on fourth down aggressively in that game and they got it a bunch of times they knew that the stakes were high and that they needed to you know bring out their best i thought they played one of their best games really of the season and it wasn't enough uh and i think we can take away a lesson about tampa bay being uh that much better and that's important lesson to know um i thought tampa bay also in general um you know miss in the offense was not a smoothly operating machine for a lot of that game and a ton of it i thought came down to the absence of valley marpet Seven turnovers in that game, and that's why I said the Colts. Like, if the Colts don't turn it over five times, yeah, that's that fair. They they outgained the Patriot Patriots. I still say Patriots when it's Tom Brady playing. They outgained him by like forty yards. Obviously, yeah, but, more yards yeah. for play, and if they turned the ball over five again, times. When you turn the ball over five it, times, like, you're gonna lose. Yeah, but and we talked about the Carson Wentz thing and the Jonathan Taylor thing. I thought very presciently, which was. It was gonna the the game was, was gonna, gonna be on to win. Carson yeah. Wentz's arm, and you can count on a couple of pass, you know, couple 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 game balls getting picked. Um, I don't really count the final pick. That was yeah. no, no, no. But, it really yeah. should be four to two. That last one is yeah. Not, but still, uh, it was uh, it was. I thought it was a good effort overall by the Colts, specifically the coaching staff. The way they called the game, I thought was really smart. I thought the aggressive nature. Uh, they didn't just yeah. kind of. You know, I, I two thought for two that, on yeah. fourth. Yeah, I thought they did good. Um, they and also going for it on fourth and goal at halftime to take a big lead into half instead of just settling for a field goal and a one making a one score game, one score game. That was uh, that was smart. That was good. Frank Reich is, is still a good coach, and the Colts are a team that's worth betting on in general against other good teams. Just not that day against the Bucks. Um, Tennessee, are we going? Oh yeah, are we going out of rotation? I number? just want to talk about Tampa Bay first because I know. Was okay, of, okay, that, that Tennessee. Was, that was, I thought, an important game. Let's start with Tennessee, yeah. New England. Yeah, uh, it's a, this is another one where uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to really negotiate, navigate what might have been when you turn the ball over that many times. But what happened was he got an ass whooping, and I believe this was <laughs> four nothing for turnovers. Um, Mac Jones. I don't know if you saw my charts. I put some charts together on him. 
As far as uh, rookie of the year numbers, I, he opened up a nice little lead on Jamar Chase now. He was very good. The defense played well. And when you turn the ball over that many times, you're not going to stay within the number. I really, really had my finger hovering over this, the the, the Titans and the points. Ooh. Really, really thought that was a bad number. And um, I guess good job from not betting that one because I almost bet the Steelers too. <clears throat> I blinked and this one got out of hand. Uh, yeah. So I didn't really have a good I, good sense of exactly what it was that the Patriots did that was so effective here. Obviously, they win the second half 20-0. Um, they got a couple of turnovers. They had a pick six. They had a pick in the end zone that basically flipped, uh, yeah. flipped the score. That was huge. Um, I mean, really, shit, dude. Do you take the one Titans big rush 68-yard run off the board? This was a absolute waxing. <laughs> how many how a, many yards did Ryan throw for? Uh, was it under 200? I got, I'm guessing it was. Was it under 100? Yeah. Wow. Oi, vey. 11 and 21. 93. 93. Ay, ay, ay. Look at us. twice. Culture. He got picked once. He fumbled, but During didn't the lose Monica the fumble. Oh, dude. Uh, all three, all three Tennessee running backs fumbled in this game and lost the fumble. Hilliard, Foreman, and Blasting game. Hilliard had like a hundred some yards, but yeah, they all had fumbles. Foreman did a... too. Foreman, Foreman went for 109. Hilliard went for 131. Both guys lost a fumble. Um, dude, what a weird, what a bizarre box score. Yeah, that's right. I have trouble uh, kind of reconciling what happened here. But either way, you turn the ball over that many times against a team that's playing well at home, you're going to have a bad time. I'm glad I didn't lay it. You know what? Oh, um, you know what? You know what stands out on this box score? The Titans have no receivers. Yeah, no one. Westbrook, your Westbrook, Irky, or whatever. A Kenny, a Kenny, Westbrook, a Kenny. There you go. He was their leading receiver with like twenty fucking yards. So <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> that is uh, that is go something that happened. At him weekend. in fantasy. Uh, the battle of the stinkers. The Jets come out on top. Well, before moving on from New England, oh, go ahead. Where are you now with them in their power? I haven't. I it's again. It's Monday afternoon. I haven't. Okay. I haven't adjusted my numbers. They're up. Uh, do you anticipate to, adjusting them up? Yeah, they're going to have to move up if the yeah. defense is going to play this well. And if Matt, if Mac can play, Mac doesn't even have to be that good. Just play mistake free football. Let him. You're a running team with a decent yeah. rookie quarterback. Just go out there and don't screw this up. You'll continue to beat teams that you'd let them yeah. give give the Patriot give the Titans some rope and let them hang yeah. themselves. Un, unquestionably, right now, playing if you're playing defense on a big old Miles Garrett DPOI, you need to be looking for Matt Judon and JC Jackson. JC Jackson is continues to put up picks as well, and that pass defense for the Patriots is freaking nasty, dude. Judon, nasty. Judon's getting the juice. Judon's though. getting like, the butt. He's getting wanted, the buzz. Yeah, he's getting the If buzz. you wanted to take a little he's, bit of a hedge, some yeah. a Judon ticket wouldn't kill you. And if you're curious, eight days ago, he was 40 to one. Yeah. <laughs> if you were curious. Uh, yeah. Stinker bowl. Stinker no, I didn't watch. I didn't, I didn't watch a single play of this game. I watched. I watched more than I cared to. Um, the Jets and Houston and the Atlanta Falcons and Jacksonville ended up with the same final scores. And I like that. 
<laughs> I think that was appropriate. <laughs> Those teams, you know, before the game, they had a total of 10 wins between those four teams. Um, the Falcons got it done. I'm just kind of, I'm going to lump these two together. Ter- Trevor Lawrence wasn't very good. Like he threw it 42 times. They're, yeah. they're not going to win even against bad teams at home without yeah. some semblance of skill position players around him. I didn't watch a ton of that one to tell you the truth. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. Bad. Not I, good. I even went back to reverting <laughs> to calling him Tyrod because he, he's got to earn the Tyrod back from me yeah. at this point. The standout was, of the box score. It was a bad game. The standout in the box score. Taylor got sacked five times by a team that can't rush the passer. Yeah. Zach Wilson got sacked four times by a team that can't rush the passer. <laughs> there was <laughs> nine sacks in this game by two teams that have, I think, probably combined for like 20 all season. Like, like this is crazy. So out of Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Terod Taylor, he earned it back. Trevor Lawrence had your most yardage. Matt Ryan had the best rating, I believe. He played a half clean game, to tell you the truth. Like he just didn't have a big yardage game because Corderell was back. And Corderell is like, honestly, if you want to make stupid Jonathan Taylor MVP takes, Corderell Patterson MVP. If it's truly the player who's the most valuable to their team, it's this guy because they stink otherwise. Like he's he's the he's the keystone to this offense. He's been a fun player this year, but yeah, these uh these two games. Didn't get a lot of action from me as far as my eyeballs. And I guess the Jets are moving away from getting a better pick in this spot. I mean, wins or losses at this point for if you're the Jets or the Jags or the Texans. So congrats to that. James James Robinson had a nice day. Be good to see him healthy. I think that's a big part of next year. It's not like running backs don't matter, but you got him on a decent contract. And you have, I mean, Marvin Jones Jr., what happened, man? <laughs> Kenny, like, was was Detroit good? Marvin Jones Jr. and Kenny Galladay can't do anything outside of Detroit. Yeah. Super, super weird. And yeah, Washington is a tease piece at two and a half. If you like something with this, maybe we'll find something here in the next half hour or something when we get to the next games. Okay. Um, sorry, sorry, I went out of order on there. We no, that's okay. Texans, Texans losing puts them in the number two two pick. By the way, for the draft, mm-hmm. if they had won, they I think would be in the number six pick. So that was a, that was a good loss for the Texans. If you're a Texans fan, I think so. Yeah. Moving on, Philly gets the win against the Giants. Psych! They lost outright. <laughs> that was a mess of a game by Philadelphia. Uh, did not know what the concept was coming in. Philadelphia continues to take more talented rosters up against the Giants, and find ways to lose. It has become almost part of the, you know, part of the deal now between these two teams. This is like my only second half bet. I just took the Giants and the points in the second half. Oh, you did? Oh, Basically, like, Giants hold on. It wasn't, I'm not sure it was a great bet. Second time this season they've done that. Held on for dear life at home. First time was against the Raiders, right? Yeah. I believe it was plus four, so they needed to win. A tie would have been a win as well. But, uh, yeah, that 
the Eagles probably should have won that game. Some late drops cost them. Hertz is now hurt. I think their season might be slipping away here. We'll have to look at the schedule down yeah. the down the stretch for them. But that was one you really needed to have if you wanted to keep pace yeah. with such teams as the San Francisco 49ers and honestly the Giants at this point are probably if, if Washington wins tonight, they're they're not that far out of the mix. I, we oh. haven't seen Hertz play a game like this to that point in his career where he just could not do anything through the air. Three picks in this one. Oof. Yeah. Boston Scott lost a fumble that probably would have won the Eagles the game, I thought, too. They were driving at the end there. That was like that was like a, a patented, like, oh, you're going to give us one last shot? Okay, fine. We'll just go in then. And Boston Scott fumbles. So that's that. Um, Tampa, say... Indy, we mentioned Atlanta, Jacksonville, we mentioned Carolina, Miami. Oh, Miami, Tua. Uh, we did not your... expect. I had the Miami in a teaser, by the way. Uh, so I was like, you know, this should why didn't I just bet these guys outright? I'm an idiot. <laughs> the, Miami with a clean performance. Cam Newton turns out not good. Um, were you shocked to learn that on uh, Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, he looked pretty bad. At one point, he was like four for 19. Oh, look, he finished five for 21. Is that right? No touchdowns, two interceptions. Well, he ran a touchdown, right? A quarterback rating of 5.4. What? Pretty, pretty low. He oh, also did not crack 100 yards. Yeah, he looked rough. Sounds like it's going to be a mix next week. And all of a sudden, Sam Darnold's feeling better. Oh, we got him back out on the field. Oh. Yeah, the, the Cam Newton thing obviously didn't work out. McCaffrey wasn't great. Now he's hurt, done for the year. DJ Moore was a bright spot here in a loss. Otherwise, Gaskin was kind of fun. Got him some direct snaps. He was sneaky out of the backfield. They used Philip Lindsay over uh, 10 times as well. And Tua, Tua wasn't great, but he was good enough against a, a defense that had been semi-stingy, even yeah. against some decent teams. And all of a sudden, Miami is kind of like, uh, you know, the, they're still like well below the line of getting into the playoffs. I believe yeah. the Broncos are the line, but I mean, they were like one and seven. They they could certainly, you know, have something to say about, you know, three games left and there's a scenario where they get in and then they don't even come close to that, which would be exciting for them at this point. I mean, <laughs> if Tua if Tua can play better, I think the future's a little brighter. We've we've seen some things with this team where we were like, Oh man, this defense isn't as good as we thought. Tua's not getting it. The coaching staff sucks. Like, what are we yeah. doing here? And a little little bit of a reprieve from that. And Waddle, Waddle is probably going to be a top player someday because he uh, is all over yeah andy uh the dolphins next three games okay. giants jets saints <clears throat> uh they are on a four game win streak that could be seven they could have they, we could be si sitting at they win one they lose seven they win seven that is entirely plausible for how the Miami schedule may look in three weeks. Uh, they round out the season at Tennessee and versus New England at home. So basically, they could play their way into a playoff spot in the AFC uh, plausibly at 10 and 7. It's not out of the realm of possibility. They can have no margin for error, as you mentioned, um, but the AFC is still extremely flat. 
especially after you get past the kind of top seeds. So um, anything is plausible. Uh, and Tua is not like I don't like the advanced stats and metrics are kind of it's like it's a lot like Jalen Hurts kind of perception over the season if you get my drift like yeah you, none of it passes the eye test none of it you're seeing and watching and you're like this guy's got a feel for the game that is just special and cool and fun to watch i do feel that way watching mac jones i, I completely acknowledge he's like, he's it's like terrible. joe burrow like he's calm. Yeah, joe burrow completely he, he agree. They, they, there's that, a certain yeah. It's silly because, you know, we hate like trying when announcers like, oh, they had all the momentum. And then they, well, if they had all the momentum, why did they throw that interception? You think momentum would stop them from doing something fucking stupid? <laughs> but you can't, you can't, um, there, there is an element of the eye test that needs to be taken into any context when you're looking at the NFL. And like poise can't be quantified, but Mac Jones and Joe Burrow have poise. Surely. And you see some quarterbacks that have happy feet. They're yeah. throwing the Baker ball. Baker Mayfield. At the, yeah, yeah. At the feet of a receiver. Yeah. I mean, Kirk Cousins did Kirk that Cousins, yeah. Um, no, the uh, the data suggests Tua is good, but I haven't seen it yet. And I've been yeah. looking for it <laughs> very closely. Like, is it is it happening? I can't tell. Um, so we'll see, you know, he, there, the, 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 where at, which is funny, we were just talking this team, this is a great matchup to kind of compound on this because we talked in the preseason about how Carolina were fucking idiots for going out and getting Darnold and extending yeah. him. And now they've set themselves up where if they even mo have a modicum of success this year, they've screwed themselves for the next couple of years. Well, what has actually transpired for Carolina is probably the best possible outcome, which is all your defensive players are, you're hitting on all of these defensive players. They look good. Like these guys are going to continue to be, you know, you'll be able to build around that side of your roster and you aren't going to get stuck with Darnold when he turns back into a pumpkin next year. Um, and you can move on from the quarterback, you know, him as the quarterback, as you kind of look towards the future, the opposite is kind of happening with Tua where I don't know if I think you're going to end up with a second season where his grade is an incomplete and you really don't know whether you continue to build around this guy and they have all this draft capital that they may end up, um, you know, not really being able to realize because they just, it's going to take a really long time before we actually have an answer on Tua one way or the other. And, um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Miami and, and make the playoffs trying. is 10 to one. So here's the thing. Like they are, <laughs> if you look at the playoff picture, they're your 13 seed. They're only ahead of the Jets, Texans, and Jags, the real dregs of the league. But they only have one fewer wins than the Chargers who are in the seventh spot right now. Like it, it is, it is very murky. Between, and their schedule is a lot easier. Yeah, than a lot I of mean, even we mentioned, even the the four seed, your Chiefs have seven wins. So from from the four seed to the thirteen, there's only you know a two win difference. It's a it's a big mess in the FC. Nineteen way tie. Remember that. So um, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't hate a look at that Pittsburgh Cincy. This is a I tried to make a case for the Pittsburgh defense getting some players back. Not everybody who was supposed to come back came back. So I said, yeah. ah, I'm not, I'm not. And also, like, you, you made a point, and it's a good point. Like, you can't back old-ass Big Ben the week after he looks good. That's when he <laughs> tricks you. It's like, they're, I'm just like, all right, we didn't, we didn't get it. I, I talked myself out of it. I'm like, we didn't get everybody back. And, like, I just can't back Big Ben here in this spot. And, God, again, plus 1.1 units for me because it was a bet I did not make. Nice. And that was a an absolute. I was like, I was cheering Cincinnati on because I didn't bet it. 
Like, let's go. Let's just make this even more embarrassing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they uh, they certainly did all that. And, I mean, the defense came up big. It wasn't even – I mean, Mixon's great. Mixon might be – Mixon might be better than Jonathan Taylor because <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor has an offensive line. Mixon does not. Yeah. Mixon is doing a lot on his well, own. They have a, just a well-balanced offense because they have so much talent that you have to be you, – you can't you – can't, sell out for Mixon like you could for some of these other guys, right? That's true. Like if you sell out and try to stop the running attack for Cincinnati, you are going to get burned over the top or in the middle, in the middle range. Yeah, um, they have, I mean, just so many receivers. That could, I mean, Higgins, Boyd, Uzuma, Evans, Thomas, Morgan. I mean, even Mixon in the passing game. A lot of good receivers there. Yeah. And they, they made him look silly at times. Sam, I think we actually talked about this in detail at one point. Um, but I completely agree with you. Either through performance or injury, Dak could still fall out of the comeback player of the year race. And Burrow could win it. And we were we were talking when we were talking about it. We were talking about it in the context of Dak might accidentally win MVP, and then Burrow was right there for a comeback player of the year. But the other outcome is very plausible as well. He could get hurt, and and or he could become ineffective, and or the team itself could you know wheels could fall off for the Cowboys, which is kind of weirdly it's happening. Um, but you know, hopefully that doesn't continue. I'd like to see the Cowboys be competitive again. Um, the and also Dak, man, dude, we didn't even mention it. He had some freaking throws on Sunday. I mean, on Thursday, he, he had some absolute dimes and they took yeah. the ball out of his hands Wasted. and in key moments of that game. And it sucks. Um, cause coaching staff is not good there. The, um, moving down to the, the, uh, let's see what else did I have to say. I don't think I had anything else on Pittsburgh Cincinnati, but I do want to no. say, you know what? I, I think what it's worth, it was worth noting some of the defensive players that Pittsburgh was getting back a little overrated. I DJ still Rock, think a little overrated. I, I mean, now he's got COVID, so you know we may not, we may not see him again for a while. So he couldn't, yeah, know. he couldn't beat that uh, offensive line. He couldn't beat the COVID test. We hope he's healthy. We hey, hope he's doing fine. But not my DPOI. Not my DPOI. Plus, I have a little bit of a nasty streak in him. You see what he did to our guy yeah. Joe Burrow? That's mm, not mm, cool. Mm, mm. Miles Garrett. I was about to say Miles Garrett. <laughs> he's a superlative clean record. Andy. He has never. <laughs> Never stepped out across the line. Oh my god! Almost said Miles Garrett would never. After he clearly <laughs> did have one mild incident one the other slip. year. One slip. One one lapse in judgment. All right, yeah. we're done with that game. Chargers, okay. Denver. Chargers go up against a team with no tackles and no defensive front seven, and they score thirteen points and give up twenty eight. They even got the benefit of uh, a slightly extended Drew Lock appearance in this game. Did not matter. They could not win. Uh, this was about as disheartening if you are a Chargers backer, supporter, fan, uh, as their performance when they went to Baltimore and just stunk the shit out of that place. Uh, this is an inconsistent team with a weird kind of struggling to find their identity at times. And I will be 0% surprised if they fall out of the playoff picture in the AFC. Andy? Yeah, I'm kind of there too. The thing is, yeah, we, we saw a stat on Drew Locke's EPA per play. He he was in for seven dropbacks and isn't he had a negative eight point something EPA. The fact that you got Drew Locke for a bit and you weren't able to take advantage 
obviously the one turnover, a few of the drives just ending in, in silly ways. Herbert had two sacks. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look at the play-by-play. I feel like they, they were threatening to score like every drive in the second half and then just got six points. It was a, it was a little squirrely. So yeah, the second half was a missed field goal for on the one drive. The next, yeah. the next was a 52 yard drive that ended in a pick. The next was a pick six. And then they finally scored. Uh, once they were down by 21, they scored. Yeah. They, have, they, they, they were kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Here's the crazy thing. This, and again, it wasn't a great matchup for them against the against the um, Broncos defense because the Broncos defense has some sick players in the secondary, some just awesome, some horses. They got some, uh, they got some freaking thoroughbreds out there in the secondary among the Broncos, and I think uh, similarly that's not that makes for a not great matchup against Pat Mahomes this week as well. By the way, Kansas City Chiefs and Broncos is going to be a fun, interesting game, similar sort of situation. Um, that said, the uh, the Chargers now with a absolute clear top ten QB in the NFL and good set of receiving weapons in the passing game have failed to break twenty points five times this season already, which is crazy. Like that's just it's a frequency that's tough for me to wrap my head around. Um, and it's not like they've been playing a murderer's row of defenses. Uh, you know, this team should be should have been more productive offensively over the balance of the season. And, um, you know, losing games like this <clears throat> when you're, you know, chalk against this, the, you know, the beleaguered Broncos is is tough to, I don't know, it's tough to square, man. I think I might be done betting Chargers games for a while. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> take, take the season off there. Um, we bet Minnesota. Number went the other way. Kind of like the Titans. Like you're gonna Do you get why the number went the other way? Uh, was there was it defensive it was, injuries or COVID or something that I missed? It was, you know, Everson Griffin on top of the defensive line injuries. Like mm. they were very thin on defensive line yeah. against a team that, despite having, you know, whoever in it back up there, were going to run the ball on you. Jimmy had a good game and a good enough game for him. And Kirk made a few mistakes. And I really thought this game was uh, going to kind of – I thought I'd be sweating it a lot more. I guess he kind of did. Like, I could have scored. I would have loved to score. I didn't have any money line. I just took the plus two and a half, plus three. I would have loved to score in a, another flub two-point conversion. But this was uh, – yeah, this was Minnesota just kind of screwing the pooch a little with a couple turnovers. Obviously, that it, you, you feel for whenever a player has a turnover when they get hurt really bad. Like, Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook's shoulder ripped apart and he fumbled the ball. The, the one interception wasn't great. But I, I feel like Minnesota maybe deserved a little better fate. But at the same time, when you let Jimmy G have that good of a game mm-hmm. and – uh, you know, Elijah Mitchell's good. I don't want to take anything away from him, but if you're going to let Elijah Mitchell, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brandon Ayuk beat you, maybe you don't deserve to cover all that much. So. Yeah, they just they had fourth and goal at the end there. That would have made that uh, that would have made that a, a two point conversion to tie the game, and uh, couldn't get it done. Very frustrating. Uh, and in that regard, there were two goal on to go to goal to go chances i believe two goal to go chances for the vikings in that game both times the offensive play calling went full-on turtle like full-on like run on first down like turtle from entourage yeah yeah (laughs) like turtle turtle like we're gonna completely waste a couple of downs here 
because we don't really understand the you know the leverage at this moment and we are uh we're determined to try to run the ball then and if it doesn't work we'll try it again if that doesn't work then we'll ask Kirk Cousins to make a miracle happen in part of the field where he has shown repeatedly he has the most difficult time doing that yeah we'll close with so much difficulty in the red zone he couldn't even line up under the center <laughs> Justin Jefferson looked pretty disgusted with him yeah and uh yeah, yeah. I mean it's weird because like 20 to 20 Kirk Cousins is an MVP yeah inside the 20s between the play calling that he's given and his decision making it's just not quite there and that's where you win and lose games and that's why the chargers are i mean that's why the vikings are uh currently five and six that was a good freudian slip though because they are kind of the chargers at certain points <laughs> they're the chargers of the north um and also somebody else i think it was jordan made the jordan uh Sorensen, our guy Lombardi. I think he has he, he has thinks he has noodle arm breeze under center. Uh, it does feel a little bit like Drew Brees broke Lombardi in terms of his just inventiveness and ability to run an offense. And I don't know what they do there because this is year one for him, and they either got to hope he gets better as a coordinator or they got to move on and they got to do it quickly. Yeah. Um. Somebody talked me out of the Packers last week. Oh, was it me? Was, I talked to you about it. I, I, Steelers I, too. I, talk, I know. I was gonna say. I was just gonna say. Like, we'll call it a wash because you talk, you talked me out of the Steelers, but uh, I don't know what it is. McVeigh and games that they should. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying I disagree and say like this. They should win this game. I mean, it was a closely line. It should have been a better game than this. Like they looked so inept in big swaths of the game in parts of the game that they they have been better in. Uh, I, I didn't fully understand why this one got away from it as far as it did. I thought we'd have a pretty good game, to tell you the truth. And it really wasn't, especially in the second half. It looked uh, – I mean, that even that score is probably closer than the game really was. They they scored 11, 11 in the late in the fourth quarter there. And, yeah. I mean, it was uh, – I'm trying to think. There weren't even that many turnovers in this one, were there? It was uh, – oh, it was 3-1. It was 3-1. It was, three to one. Three it to was one. pretty sloppy, yeah. Um, I thought it was 2-1. to one. The question is, did, uh, yeah, what, uh, you know, was Stafford better without Odell Beckham Jr.? You know, I think, you, I think the stats speak for themselves on this one. Um, the bold, no, the, the bold I, picture traveled I, to the West Coast. I think your breakdown is correct about McVeigh and the Rams. Um, the weird thing about these guys, and I don't, I don't know if this is signal or bullshit, but, they do get worse as the season goes on year in, year out. Like yeah. whatever they come into the season with in terms of ideas, creativity, uh, just energy, <laughs> it fades over the balance of the season. And we are right now, they are comfortably in the playoffs in the NFC. There's really only one spot in the NFC as far as I can tell you that's truly up for grabs, and it's the seventh seed. Right now, the Niners with a winning record are comfortably in the playoffs in the NFC. Um, so the Rams are definitely in, uh, or at least for now. Um, and they're probably going to get the sixth seed. And that basically puts them exactly where they were last year, led by Goff and Wolford. <laughs> John Wolford and Goff combined got them to the sixth seed last year. At least the Wolf. So it's kind of 
amazing that here they have upgraded a quarterback with Stafford. I we still I'm not I'm not I'm not ready to back not ready to back that not not ready to back off on this. Oh, he's definitely oh, and his camp was made sure to make sure everyone knew what to expect before the game started here. If Stafford were to win this game, be sure to know he's doing it hurt. And if he were to lose, let's not forget he's playing hurt. You know, I mean that was that was that was a very very uh, concerted PR effort to get that story out there before the game started on Sunday morning. Uh, I was like, okay, uh, yeah, I know. And and also, goddamn, dude, I am gonna have PTSD if I go back and listen to our Rams preview that we did preseason because it was so much of it was this defense is trash. Stafford is gonna get hurt. McVeigh and yeah, and I I gave up on I didn't have enough conviction in my take there. Um <laughs> they went to school together, I guess. Oh <laughs> Bra- breaking reports on that. That's my favorite thing that gets pushed out every when he moved to LA. I yeah. heard about it. Yeah. Um good callback. <laughs> um yeah, I we were we were and really what the Rams need to do is probably do a little self-evaluation decide like how are we going to fix this through the draft over the next couple of years and get back to the heights that we once were ahead because that'll work Cleveland Baltimore last one <laughs> Andy, last I got your joke they don't have any assets they in the draft have they have no they capital yeah, they went, when you go all in and you lose then you don't have any chips left that's I'm what happened to Teddy KGB Oh yeah, um, that's how that is how that plays out, right? Never splash the pot. All right. Um <laughs> last last night stunk. Um Baker's if Stafford's hurt, Baker Baker's barely alive. He's absolutely banged up. He looked bad. People were calling for them to run the ball more. They were running for two point four yards per carry. <laughs> you would need a fifth down for that to work. So no, running the ball wasn't a better option. It was Case Keenum. You should have put Case oh, Keenum man. in because Baker just didn't have it, and they they should have been able to pick apart a bad Ravens secondary. They if you you throw like it's it's like the Rams or the Packers like throw away from the one guy and you should be able to beat this team through the air. Oh, and so you didn't tough, have the man. you didn't have the game plan. You didn't have the quarterback, and it was it was it was a really ugly game to watch. It's so tough to watch. It's so depressing, and it all could have been solved if you put Baker Mayfield on ice in week four or whenever he separated his shoulder, torn labrum, whatever the fuck it was. He was determined to warrior play through it. And I'm sure it was all contract related. I'm sure this is only making the decision making more muddy than if he had just said, Hey, you know what? You know, we have the team that this the roster is assembled to win with Case Keenum. Go get him, buddy. Uh, and the fact that the this the powers that be there, the fact they didn't have sort of the for and again, like I don't want to be hindsight bias here, but if they pull the plug, if they pull the switcheroo, they're exactly where the Ravens are right now in terms of record. In terms of uh, you know, they probably won that game last night if they had freaking Case Keenum started. They intercepted Lamar Jackson four fucking times, man. They they got ten points somehow against the defense that we have seen get utterly shredded by the likes of um who I, I just off the top of my head Carson Wentz uh Tua uh did it to him you know th- this defense has gotten pushed around by much lesser opponents this season Joe Burrow oh my god what Joe Burrow did to this defense and yeah Case Keenum could have scored 20 points and won this game 
and he and they didn't oh, have the they didn't have the the conviction to do it and it's 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 very frustrating lamar was bad like lamar had a legitimately bad game his pass rating was 46.5 he threw the ball to the other team four times several of them were egregious horrible yeah. right at the gut of a linebacker that everybody could see because they had those awesome jerseys last night <laughs> and they weren't all black like the ravens it's not like the jerseys were very different it was all black and all white man you could you should be able to see those guys that linebacker was just sitting there that one uh drove me up a wall and this was another one too where i had the ravens minus three and a half or four and a half pregame like early in the week not one i deserved not one i deserved at all so i take it uh, like all the all the bets i should have won i lost all the bets i should have lost i won whatever we'll move on to this week and did you play anything in halftime I took a little bit of Browns plus a half. The mm. last field goal killed me. I still thought it was, I still thought I'm like, like I was hoping for, and the chat agreed. The chat, I asked the chat, I'm like, would you rather, if you're betting this, would you rather see Case Keenum? I, there was not a, a disagreement in there. I really, <laughs> just the way that Lamar was playing, I thought we could, uh, we can get something done, at least lose by three. But uh, do you wasn't think, meant to be Justin Tucker. I mean, is Stefanski in any way at risk of losing that locker room for not pulling the switch here? I mean, he's got to yeah. make a decision during this during this bye week. He's got to make a call. They're at ten. They're at six and six right now. They need to win out to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I don't believe they have enough tiebreakers that if they finish ten and seven, they still got it because the teams that they've lost to have been other teams in the mix here. Um, do yeah, no, they are out if they are not, if they do not run the table, so they can't afford to lose to the Ravens coming out of the bye. Does Stefanski have the support of the locker room to make the switch? Does he lose the locker room if he does not make the switch? I, I think he has enough equity from last year still. I don't think he loses the locker room, but he might lose the team for the year. Like he might be playing for nothing at that point. So I don't know. Interesting. We got two weeks to kind of track the Baker injuries. God damn, dude. The Browns have lost to every other team that's in the goddamn playoff hunt. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any tiebreakers. They've lost to the Chiefs, Chargers, Steelers, Pats, Ravens now. And also the Arizona Cardinals, which doesn't hurt help nor hurt them. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna text Odell's dad. See where we stand in this Baker situation. Okay. Good call. Um this week I've not really made any moves yet. There were a couple. I was tempted by the Lions plus seven. I I think that's a bit much at home despite a team that's you know, you look at the record, it's pretty bad, but they play have played teams close, but I think Swift might not play, and that really leaves you with nobody left so maybe the vikings get some defenders back and that's looking like maybe that's not such a good bet anymore that total might be a little high i don't know if uh i don't know if minnesota minnesota doesn't like play run away and hide with a lead like when they get a if they got a 10 nothing lead on detroit they just run madison into the ground did you have no opinion on thursday night football oh i skipped completely over that sorry dallas Dallas new orleans um, I'm staying away from that because okay. that that feels like uh, I could get myself in a ticklish position. You're they're not, you're they're not ready still, to go to war with the Dan Quinn All Stars. There's still a chance that all of a sudden it's like, hey, guess what? Dak and Coop have COVID. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, Coop has has had it. He's now. back. He's back. He's, he's gonna get it again. a third time. Yeah, or miss a third week with another case. 
Yeah, something something bad like that happens if I if I take the Cowboys on the road. But man, if if this number and that's the thing, I'm fine with waiting because if they're fully healthy, you get Coop Lamb, Dak, and and your offensive line healthy against what the Saints are trotting out. I'd lay six on the road with them. The yeah. the Saints have no juice right now with that offense. They're not going to be able to score again at home. Like it, it's another. Give me, give me the Cowboys' fully healthy offense on turf. I'll lay six. I'm not rushing because I have a bad feeling that uh, if we're missing some players for COVID, I won't want to get involved in that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. Also, pass on in Detroit, Arizona, Chicago. Why is this number so low? What am I missing? I don't know. I feel like this is one of those where I, we should bet the over, but then it ends up like, you know. Is it going to be Andy Dalton? Is it going to be Kyler Murray? Maybe this is an easy skip. Yeah, we need a little more quarterback information. If it's Dalton and Murray, I'm going to take this over. I, That's my guess as to what this is. I mean, uh, what was uh, – I mean, it did not look to me like Fields had the – air of a guy on the sidelines like you know i'll be back next week <laughs> did you get that sense yeah this is another one too where it's seven and a half we're sitting on anything under 28 for a cardinals team total even on the road tempting so i like cardinals i like over i like cardinals team total over nothing yet i'm gonna check into that a little tonight um, the Falcons play a lot of big road chalk this week. Tampa heads to the Mercedes Butthole Dome as a ten and a half point favorite. Big nice total in here. The Bucks, despite getting pushed around a little on defense, looked fine offensively, and they're just going to keep getting healthier. Maybe not the one, but if, <clears throat> if he gets some legal trouble, couple, couple, uh, couple of couple of dings. Yeah, Marpet matters. Carpet matters on the line. Um, What's his status? Uh, I'm not. Ex- I think he's going to miss a couple more weeks. I think it's like two or three yet, right? Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be my guess. Um, they do have Leonard Fournette though, who is probably in the MVP discussion. Good call of the Chicago game, Brett. Boots on the ground, oh. Brett. From the. Ooh. Let me know. Yeah, I'll have to Ooh. keep an eye on the Windy City there. Um. Yeah, CPAT versus Tom Brady. I mean, maybe it should be a pick. Um, no, interest, no interest in this one. Honestly, this over, just because it's a Falcons game. Yeah, I mean, are we, are we going to determine the MVP in this one between Patterson and Fournette? I mean, I'm probably going to be gonna live, MVP favorite, right? I'm going to live bet this over when it dips into the 40s at any point, or the second half over when it when it's just a, a shit show of a fourth quarter. As that Falcons happened last games. game, I think, right? Last game was kind of a cagey, low-scoring affair. The Falcons had a lead maybe in the third quarter, and then it just the floor fell out. The trap door opened, and the Falcons disappeared. It's like, that dating, that, it's like that dating show that Dan yeah, exactly. the, the trap dating door opens. Yeah. My God. Yeah, um, yeah. kind of like the over. I'm going to let – it's tickling down. If we get a 50, I might lay that. Kansas City Broncos – What's stopping me from, if Teddy's healthy, what's stopping me from taking the Broncos and the over and pretty much guaranteeing myself I win one of those? I don't think the Broncos offense 
as a bad day at all. I think if you feel that way, then you just take the points with the Broncos. Yeah. Because I think that there's a decent chance that the plan of attack for Kansas City here is run, 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 run. And the game may get artificially short. Ish. Yeah. It's Do you know play. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the uh, I'm, Have you heard any uh, narrative nation get involved here with uh, Andy Reid off the buy it? You know, I think that's just been pounded into the ground, and we haven't gotten to that point of the week. That's more of a Wednesday thing. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll get to it Wednesday. Okay. But Andy Reid okay. is very good off a buy. Maybe that's why this line's inflated. You have to pay a little more for the 10. I'm, I'd pay minus 115 for 10, I, I guess. Do you think we can to, wait and take 10 and a half if we wait till Wednesday? Or am I getting greedy? See, at Chris, it's it's floating the other way, where it's getting closer okay. to a nine and a half. Okay. So we're not going to see a 10 and a half. 10 and a half is minus 130 right now. Nine and a half is minus 106. Okay. Um, I don't know. Worth monitoring, but I do lean towards the Broncos there. Too many points for a team who seems to have figured out that they have receivers. Yeah. And actually have some running backs. And this is, again, it's not a good secondary, despite how they decide to shuffle things around, how they shuffle around the defensive line. It's still not a great defense. Never will be. Colts, Texans. More Mm. road chalk. Mm. You want to lay it? It's it's Colts or pass. <laughs> so probably passing. Um, is there anything that the Texans do? The Texans do anything good? Cooks Cooks had a nice catch. Um, and it's at home. That's something. Mm-hmm. Cully's not making good choices. No, I'm. That's a pass. That's a pass okay. for me. Philly and the Jets. Oh yeah, yeah. Why does this week suck? <laughs> I want to get back into the mix, man. Make some NFL bets. What is the last time I think. that the Jets beat Philly? In life. Yeah, in life. This is a trick question. It is a trick question. <laughs> when was the last time? I think Before the Kelly merger. Ke- no, <laughs> I- scrimmage. Preseason. They have to have preseason. Maybe a preseason game. They don't play each other that much. Somebody posted this. It was like it was like eleven and zero all time. Oh, yes, Jesus. Philly. Philly's eleven and zero all time, going back to nineteen seventy three. Maybe it is merger. Maybe it's just back to the merger. But yes, it's just a just a dumb weird stat that has no bearing on this game that I can't get out of my head. Uh, Colts teaser leg. Yeah, that's not a bad. Actually, a couple people. Aiden, no, here's. Here's what we here's what I want on uh, oh Colts teaser leg is interesting yeah, yeah. Uh, here's what I want in the Jets Philly game I want the Eagles but I would love them to be deflated on the news that Hertz isn't going or something and that that's the biggest like you want them deflated so you can bet them I'm actually worried about betting him because of that like such okay. a big part of his game if he if he's not mobile we might get Kyler Murray oh, 2.0 you're worried he pushes it ah yeah how about the under then because i could tell you that this defensive line for philly is probably going to have eight sacks especially if zach wilson goes i don't hate that 46 probably should be 44 okay let's get involved let's bet that i'm betting that under 46 jets eagles dan all right looks good day late but we'll put it on the board uh, also, also, it's in the Meadowlands, which has wind this time of year. But 
is there wind this weekend? No. 40 degrees, three miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait. It's only Monday. A lot of time for snow to develop. Um, yeah, and, and if Hurts if Hertz's foot looks good, if he looks good in practice, it might be time to might be time to look at laying that. Yeah. I don't care if, if Hertz ends up going and he's fine. I'm still fine on the under here because uh, this has the makings of like a week one Eagles uh, Falcons kind of a matchup where the Eagles just put them away, smother them in the second half. Um, all right. Well, Chargers Natty. I would Natty or pass. Um, yeah. And it's it's trending towards three and a half. I might sell this out to a four and play this. I want to look at my numbers. I want to look at a couple positional group matchups, but this is definitely put a pin in this thinking about putting this one in the queue for later in the week. Um, I really, you know, all these, we've talked about this teams who don't run the ball decide, Hey, we're a running team this week. Cause we're playing the chargers and good for anybody who got the early number since he, since he was two and a half on the open. Good job, Patrick, Stefan, I just call him Stefan because I read the pH. It might be Steven. Again, we're we're not we're not hundred percent sure on these things. Good job, guys. But good job on that. I and this is a team that does not have to be convinced to run the ball. Um, Mixon should feast. We should be fine here. They should be able to complete drives, convert third downs, be fine in the red zone. I should look at their red zone stats. I feel like it's pretty good. And yeah, since you, since you're nothing, I'm probably selling this. And we're getting news from the chat. Live news, Brian Kelly to Baton Rouge. Sounds official. Somebody had the best tweet. I got to find it. I heard, I, oh, I, I typed in Brian Kelly. LSU, it's the first one. Brian Kelly looks like he thinks Sprite is too spicy. How is he a culture fit for LSU? Like, that's kind of nailed it. Don't they? Uh, that, yeah. He doesn't yeah. fit in down there. No. He'll get away with whatever murdering students, I guess, though. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just, he just put bare bodies put in the swamp. In the swamp yeah, yeah. Throw them in the swamp. Mm-hmm. All right. I digress and we move on to the Giants and Dolphins in a game I don't want any part of. This total is very low. Mm. Boy, I have to give this one a little bit of thought. Dolphins look good, so we should probably just take Giants money line. Dolphins have tricked me before. This is this is a, a weird one. <laughs> I don't know that I have a fair price on either of these teams right now. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm skipping. I want no part of that. It's a tough um, one. Steelers taking on the Ravens. This is one where. Oh, you're skipping the Washingtonians because they're playing. Yeah, I'm just looking at the Chris actual odds. Like I have it open. They don't have oh, it up okay. on the board anyway. So uh, yeah, sure. Raven Steelers. If Lamar looks better, he should be able to play well against that defense. He'll get sacked a few times as he always does, but should be able to run against them. And as we saw Joe Mixon do, and despite being on the road, they're a three leaning towards three and a half point favorite. Steelers, though, I think this offense probably looks a little better against a Ravens D. They want to run, or they want to throw. They want to throw to their running back. Like They should be able to matriculate. This total might be a little low, but I'm a little spooked by both quarterbacks playing pretty bad at the, uh, obviously, last week. 
And weird one. Yeah, it's a weird. This is a weird time to bet either of these teams on or against, (laughs) really. And this is a low number. Uh, And then Rams as a partner, two touchdowns. It was weird. So I bet the Bengals last week. I had absolutely no pause walking to the window betting the Bengals at the same price point against Pittsburgh. No pause. I didn't even had no hesitation. I don't feel that way about the Ravens. That's yeah, a weird. I, I don't uh, want to bet this. That's a weird kind of rationalization, though. I mean, obviously that that Bengals were home, Ravens are on the road here, but not a lot of home field advantage for these two teams in this spot. Um, Baltimore Ravens defense is not as good as what we saw against the Browns. Steelers might be playing music at practice too. <clears throat> Not sure if you caught that. Yeah. Everybody's got the Rona this week. I'm worried. Everybody. I, I, I said this to Drew in the chat in the DMs. <laughs> I said, I'm worried that we're going to end up with some messiness here the next few weeks with some cancellations. Obviously, we've seen it with the Islanders. We're seeing a bunch of, uh, obviously, they play in a different league, the hockey, but we're seeing a lot more COVID positives all of a sudden as we get into cold and flu season. So knock on wood, hopefully the NFL just buries their head in the sand, plays all the games anyway. We get some Tuesday night football right before Christmas. And <laughs> what do you make your Rams-Jags number? I'm uh, like 16, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm, mine is big, and I'm also a lot higher than this total. I was going to say like 49. Yeah. But like 47 and I, a half is an overplay. 49, but I worry about the Jags contributing. I mean, the, the Rams defense it's is not Rams playing defense. with confidence, and they're not playing well. There's a lot of ways to pick on these guys. Um, and also, there was a game. There were two games this year where I backed Rams unders. And then those games, a lot of my thinking was, yeah, the Rams – could get a lot of points, but you know their opponents are going to struggle to score. The Bears was one that went over. The Giants was another that went over. I think I even played the under when they played the Texans, which also went over. Oh no, I didn't play the I didn't play the under that day. But they but there's been you know the the Rams defense has not stepped up and really held down uh, lesser competition this year. In general, um, they've let them back into games. Um, and after the last handful of very, very, very pathetic you know, results here for the Rams, I think they probably go out and really try to uh, score some serious points here. You know what? I might pull the old Andy where I did this last time. The Rams had a, not only a, they only had a scare that time. They ended up winning the game, but I went Rams first half. When they play a bad team, they can just pile it on and then just throw it into cruise control. So like, Rams minus seven and a half first half, whatever you want to give me on that. I'm not sure we have first half lines up. Look at that. We do. Um, we don't have it for all the Sunday games yet. So if it's six and a half, seven, seven and a half, I'll probably lay that. Ish. Yeah, that's why our G3 is in a play in the booth. Um, and then finally, the uh, the creme de la creme, Buffalo and New England. Essentially, somebody 
somebody could lose the division in this game if if it's and that's Buffalo. Like Buffalo loses this game, they are screwed, blued, and tattooed in my opinion, and they need this bad. But I'm not so sure they should be three point favorites the way the New England Patriots are playing, and the way the Buffalo Bills defense has been exposed as being not so great. I probably won't bet this. This number is close-ish, but I'm not sure I have the best grip on how hard I should be adjusting New England up. God, this one is so hard. This is a tough game. You know, I'm gonna do I'm gonna bet it at halftime. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely will. Um damn, this one's tough, man. People people are talking about Wilson's career in Seattle being over if he like if the Seahawks lose, do you bench him for the year? Like put him on the shelf. <clears throat> I want to revisit some hot takes that I had <laughs> percolating in the off season of Seattle should have sold high on Russell Wilson last off season when they Four had that ago. awesome draft class. Yeah. They could have picked up Justin Fields. He could have been doing exactly what Russell Wilson is doing this year. <laughs> like yeah. uh, they absolutely could have, uh, uh, could have sent. <laughs> they don't have a first round pick either. I know they oh, could, they could have sent, they could have sent uh they could have sent him to the Bears and ended up with Fields. Oh my God! Year. There was there was such a there the was such a groundswell of that. Those Bears, the Bears fans were so jacked. We had mock-ups of Russ in the in the orange and blue, like that was a thing for like three days, and then they got Andy Dalton instead. <laughs> that pleased me to watch the Bears fans have a bad day. So here's the, let's talk a little well. bit real quick before we call it a pod. I want to talk a little more about Bill's Patriots. I've heard a couple people make this take in we, recent weeks. I've had it kind of in the back of my head. The And we've talked, we've even talked about it. The Patriots are kind of, they have tacked right into the gap that has been left by the way every other team is kind of changing their concepts, right? And the Patriots said, okay, well, we're going to Zach. That's, that's very clear that that's been part of their philosophy heading into the season. It took a little while for it to manifest any winning football, but now they can't fucking lose. Um, and just in general, the way that they are rostered defensively, it's not a good matchup for the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> it's do you agree that with the way that their defense is rostered this is a bad matchup for for buffalo offense yeah they're gonna run on them they're gonna dink and dunk on them they're gonna have 14 play touchdown drives and buffalo might have a bad day buffalo needs to like this whole game is predicated will buffalo's offense work out like, what will they be able to score to keep this game? And they might win and not cover. I think this is a very close game. Aspects of the Luke Patriots Fickle defense are overrated in general, but I think the way they match up against this team is pretty solid. Do you think we get a three and a half? Is Charlie Weiss still alive? We're not getting a three and a half. We're not. I don't. This it. is sitting dead three all week, isn't it? A little snow in the forecast for talking. Maybe a little snow. And then also the Trey White injury. Brought it up last week oh, when we were fuck, talking about them. About we bet him in the second. We talked about it at halftime. We said this isn't going to matter in this game because the Saints have nothing. 
to offer, but it will matter going forward. So, well, yeah, I think I we think... joked that it wasn't going to matter in this game, but then, oh, oh, lo and behold, I completely overlooked the great Kendrick Bourne, who is the number one clear number one best wide receiver, um, free agent acquisition last year. And it's Kend not close. Kendrick Bourne is the only reason I didn't lose all my money in DFS last weekend. He was a very nice addition to the squad when a couple of other players decided not to show up. So, all right. Yeah. Good job. Anyone getting the three and a half on the look ad? I wouldn't blame you for just taking Patriots straight up. It's a tough place to play, but man, the way this offense is humming against a defense, it's not really set up to beat beat that kind of offense. I lean Patriots here. We'll be back in a couple days. huh? Oh we'll do God, it. Look at we'll, we'll keep the team total pods, the, the team total, whatever. We'll <laughs> keep those rolling. We'll have some more bets. We'll go over all the games in a little more detail. Did all of we'll, the ones uh, we, we uh, shortlisted all hit last week? I think they all did. Honestly, yeah. We, those really are the only things working out. Really got an eye on those team totals right now. So. Why that? I don't know. Oh, yeah. We'll be back in a few hours for halftime, too. Don't forget yep, about we'll halftime. We'll talk to you again. Yeah. Hour and a half. We'll see you. Except. Andy unless, got unless, yeah, unless you're listening to this in podcast form, then like, it might be Tuesday. There's no Tuesday Night Football yet. Dude, I need to detox, man. I got some fucking wicked heartburn. Wicked heartburn. Wicked heartburn.